Fight Fat Podcast. Thank you very much for checking me out. This is Dancel, and today I'm not flubbing any words in the intro. The rest of the, the rest of the podcast, fair game. But the first ten seconds, I got that down, homie. So today I want to get into a few things, uh, including my introduction to martial arts, uh, jujitsu in particular, because it was uh, it's something that's always going to stick with me. Uh, UFC Norfolk. Norfolk, Virginia, and the UFC 248, which is going to take place this weekend. So, uh, whether you are one of the friends that I'm going to make watch this video nine times for views, or you're actually somebody that just happened to stumble across this, I appreciate you all the same. Let's get into it. Alright, so I'm going to start out with an abbreviated quote by the American gangster Chael Sonnen. He said... James Krause will be remembered more for his coaching than he will for his fighting. And every week, it seems like, that statement becomes more and more accurate. James Krause is currently a UFC fighter, and he's also coaching a lot of other fighters. Uh, I don't know exactly how many, but I don't think I could count them on both my hands. And I don't know of any other high-level fighter that has divided his time between coaching, cornering, and fighting himself, you know, to such a high level. And at UFC Virginia, as I'm going to call it, because I don't know how to pronounce Norfolk, Norfolk, one of those, uh, I'm just trying to save you from my ignorance, truly. He was 2-0 at uh, UFC Virginia, with Megan Anderson and Grant Dawson both getting finishes, uh, both fighters that he coached. So, uh, yeah, I guess I, I don't have a whole lot to say about that. I just wanted to give a shout-out to him. So, uh, UFC Virginia, I made predictions on every fight in the main card. I was right for all but the money fight, of course, the championship fight. But, uh, you know, not too bad for my first outing. Grant Dawson uh, submitted Derek Minner in the second round. Megan Anderson fired a right straight down the center line, knocked out Norma Dumas in the first round, which I was not expecting. Uh, Felicia Spencer got a first-round knockout. There were a lot of first-round knockouts of uh, Zara Fern Dos Santos. Um, that was an unfortunate fight. Uh, from what I gather, Zara is a heavy-handed hitter, sort of like the, uh, uh, Francis Ngannou, the female Francis Ngannou, maybe. Uh, but once she got taken down, she was lost. Well, she was in a world of her own. She had no idea what to do. So uh, I wouldn't mind seeing her back if uh, if she will, if she can figure out the grappling a bit more. Because uh, you know, th th there's a saying. My hits, I don't remember who said it, my hits on the ground will make a black belt into a white belt. What that means is, even if you know the principles of bridging, shrimping, oompa ing to, to, to get into better positions, you, you start getting hit and you, you become flustered. You don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. And that is definitely something that I've experienced myself. It's sort of like, wait, 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 we're throwing punches now? This is just, this confuses everything. So, 
uh, yeah, maybe um, uh, just uh, working until her brain forgets it, but her, but her body remembers. So uh, those are those are strong words coming from a white belt. But um, uh, and then Joseph Benavidez unfortunately lost to uh, Figgy. Uh, in the second round. That was a KO as well. Uh, there was one fight that I skipped over, which was Ian Kutabella versus Magomed Ankalaev. This is hopefully going to be overturned or ruled a no contest. I just don't want... Uh, I don't want this to be a, a, a red mark on Ian's uh, career for the rest of you know his career. Uh, terrible stoppage that I completely agreed with at first. It looked like Ian uh, uh, Magomed threw a couple of head kicks that uh, about took off Ian's head. Ian started wobbling, was on chicken legs, and Kevin McDonald stopped the fight at uh, 30 seconds in, 38 seconds in. I was okay with this. I thought Ian was out on his feet until they showed the replays, and I discovered that was one of the most tragic stoppages I had ever seen. Uh, Ian had blocked the shots. He barely got hit by the head kicks, and he was a rope-a-doping. He, he, he wasn't hurt. He was looking right at his opponent, Magomed, and his legs weren't nearly as wobbly as I thought they were. He was really just trying to lull Magomed in, and he was firing uh, firing right hands in. So, um, that was a huge mistake. Huge mistake on Kevin McDonald's part. But like I said, you know, to my very, very unprofessional eyes, it looked like he was really messed up. But uh, listening to several experts, uh, uh, John McCarthy, Big John McCarthy, you know, one of the, uh, he sets high, one of the highest bars in refing for MMA. He really had some words for Kevin McDonald, and yeah, he, he, he about as simply as he could explained why that was terrible, and why, uh, you, uh, well, why being a referee is a really hard job, apparently. So, uh, there was that. Uh, congrats to everybody that won. Figgy, I, I wish you had made weight. Because you may have really just, uh, sacrificed the, the, the flyweight division. And that would really be unfortunate. Um, I, I would be okay seeing a rematch of that fight because... I'm not gonna say whether it goes one way or another because, for the most, I mean... Figgy won pretty decisively, but the the only two saving graces is that Figgy missed weight, so he had an unfair advantage during the fight, and right before the knockout, there was an illegal headbutt that definitely stunned uh, Joseph Benavides, Jiu-Jitsu, and uh, opened up a pretty bad cut on him. So, uh, I if if they were to book an immediate rematch of that fight I would be more than happy I, I just want the flyweight division to be saved at uh, at all costs and I think that's a pretty common uh, 
feeling among among fans. Mentioning Joseph Benavidez getting that cut above his eye uh, reminded me of something that happened today that I wanted to bring up. Uh, during sparring, I got caught with a knee, and my lip got busted up pretty badly. Uh, there was some blood. I swear I didn't freak out, though. There was a little bit of blood, and now it's swollen. I'm hoping it's not getting in the way of me talking clearly today. Um, I know I already have an annoying nasally voice. Hopefully, though, you can at least understand what I'm trying to, you know, say to you today. Uh, that's something I never really thought about, because I already have a face perfect for radio and podcasting. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to be careful. i got to take care of myself to make sure I can actually talk, you know? Can't have my teeth knocked out, start speaking with a lisp. So, yeah, that's something I'm going to have to take care of. But uh, I thought I would share with you. I was, uh, I was, I was with a friend of mine. His name is Bane. Uh, he used to have the stature of a superhero, but now he's gotten too tall. He's like a supervillain. He's like Bane. And I am pretty calm. I've been doing this long enough now. I stay calm when I'm rolling when I'm sparring, you know, just kickboxing or MMA, whatever it is. I'm, I'm pretty calm. I'm there. I'm present. But when you're looking at somebody that's a foot and four inches taller than you, it gets a little terrifying. And I'm not going to say I froze. I'm not going to say I froze. But I definitely didn't perform. I didn't do what I, what I, what I you know, I knew that I should do. And I have the footage. I'm not going to show it to you guys, <laughs> but uh, I have the footage, and yeah, it's 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 rough watching yourself not do, like, you know, I'm screaming at my phone, like, hey man, how about you try to stop him from punching you in the face 38 times? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. You know, so, uh, you know, thanks to Bane for rolling with me. Uh, thank you for, uh, to my other friend that recorded for making sure to get all of the worst possible angles of my body, and, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're gonna, you know, if, if you're gonna do something like this, don't beat yourself up too bad if, uh, if, if you don't look perfect doing it. I had to pause the recording there for a second to allow my fit of sneezing to pass, but the world's scariest senior citizen, the soldier of God, Yoel Romero, versus Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya, UFC 248, what an exciting fight that I have no idea what's going to happen in. Uh, Yoel may come in and use his Olympic wrestling, hold him down, and try to smash him until the final bell. Or he may shuffle backwards towards him, do a backflip, and try to hit him with a Pele kick. I really have absolutely no idea what Yoel is going to do. I also don't know if Yoel has any idea what Yoel is going to do. Israel, the 185-pound middleweight champion, I think we have a pretty pretty good idea what he's going to go for. He's going to try to box him up. He's going to try to cut angles, stay out of his range, and uh, not get his head taken taken off. But uh, I flipped the word. But, you know, that's definitely easier said than done. But there's nothing in his career saying that uh, he's not capable of it, you know. Uh, kickboxing champion, UFC champion. Uh, that is so exciting. I'm 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 almost gonna be covering my eyes during that fight because I don't want either one of them to lose. Uh, from a company standpoint, 
Israel holding on to the belt is definitely good for the brand. You know, build him up as a champion, especially if they actually do want him to eventually move up in weight classes, fight John Jones, move up further, fight Steve Miocic, which would be crazy to even think about right now. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, I, I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, Yoel, I think he knows this is his last shot. You know, he's he's 42. Uh, he doesn't look his age, but he's 42. So I think he's going to he's gonna give it absolutely everything he's got. Um, he's he's going to throw everything but the kitchen sink, and then probably the kitchen sink. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be... I'm flustered. I I got nothing to say. I I don't know. I'm just so excited to see how this works out. I love Yoel. I love Israel. And it's just, uh, it's, uh, in in the words of Robin Black, a dynamite main event, my friends. So, shout out to Robin Black. Much better uh, commentator than I am, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I I think that is going to be a barn burner and uh i i I keep saying obviously like when i just mentioned robin black being a better commentator than i am uh by obviously all i mean is that like a, a a bucket full of rats pressed up to a microphone could could make noises as intelligent as what i'm doing right now so um ufc 248 the rest of the card uh you know, Israel Adesanya stopped Robert Whitaker, and and Yoel couldn't do that in fifty minutes. But you know, each MMA math doesn't add up. But if if I was gonna try to do MMA math, I would say Israel Adesanya. You know, Yoel just doesn't doesn't use his wrestling. If if the the wrestling is really gonna be the deciding factor here, um, yeah, it would be exciting to see, uh, uh, Yoel finally, you know, uh, uh, win a championship, and it would be crazy to see Israel be the first man of the UFC to stop UL, you know, that's, uh, yeah, well, uh, I, I, I don't even know if I think that's gonna go to the, go to decision, or if it's gonna be stopped, I really, I, I can't, I can't make a prediction on this one, but for the rest of the, uh, the, the events, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot right now. Alex Oliveira versus Max Griffin. Uh, I've definitely seen Alex Oliveira fight more, uh, but the time I did see Max Griffin fight, it was very impressive. I believe he was fighting Thomas Gifford, who once replied to me on Instagram. Shouts out. Uh, I'm going to go with Alex Oliveira. Am I? Yeah, he's the first person I said, so I'm not going to change it. Uh, Neil Magny versus Lee Jingling. Not trying to offend with my pronunciation. Pronunciation? Pronunciation. I'm getting clogged up of uh, of uh, names here. That may actually be a new segment now. Uh, me mispronouncing several people's names every week. That's like, uh, I guess that's my first uh, running bit I'm going to have. I'm uh I'm gonna go with uh Lee Jing Lang 
Li Jinglang. And then uh, at lightweight, we have Benil Dariush versus Dracker Close. Uh, I'm going to go with Benil Dariush, just because I'm more familiar with him. And then Weili Zhang versus Joanna Zhezhek. That, uh, dude, I never knew how hard it was to pronounce these names in UFC until I had to do it out loud into a microphone. These are really hard. But uh, I am going to go with Whaley, but that may change when the when like right before the fight starts. I'm, I'm uh, I think just the power that she has can't be ignored, can't be disrespected, and uh, I, I don't know. She's I. I don't know. Uh, if, if you've ever seen Yoana fight, she is uh, very quick. Uh, she's always bouncing around. And then Wei Li is just like the female Hulk. She-Hulk, I believe. Already has a name. Just, you know, very technical, but just, you know, knocks knocks these girls silly. So she's, she's the straw weight version of Amanda Nunes, it seems like. So, I'm going to go with Whaley, but I love the both of them. And then, you already heard what I had to say about Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. It's going to be crazy. Um, so, I guess I should get into my uh, fight of the week, which is Yoel Romero versus Paulo Costa. That took place back in August. Um... So that was really, in the truest, like, sense of the words, battle of the bodies. Um, Yoel Romero is the most bodied up old person I've ever seen. Paulo Costa may be the most bodied up young person I've ever seen. So uh, that was definitely exciting, and, and it, it, it absolutely lived up to expectations. Uh, they were both throwing crazy, crazy shots at each other, and uh, nobody got knocked out somehow, you know? Uh, I think either one of their jabs would have killed me. So, the fact that they eat what they, the, the shots that they did, and, and if you if you have any interest in what I'm saying at all, you should look up Paulo Costa, you should watch the fight, because it was insane, but you should look up Paulo Costa, head kick Yoel Romero, in the picture, Paulo's shin is wrapped around Yoel's head. Yoel looks like he's made of putty, but somehow he just he powered through it, which is crazy. I, I have no words to express how much I respect and fear these gentlemen. Um, that one went to decision. Uh, Paulo Costa won. It's a little controversial. Some people think he lost. Some people think he won. Um, I don't... I think... I think he might have lost. I think Yoel won that fight. Um, but it was by... Uh, decision, like I said. Something about Yoel's fights... Is that in the first... Couple rounds... Uh, he, he, he doesn't do a lot. He, he sits back, 
and he he loses the first two rounds it seems like every time now but as the fight goes longer he comes back it's like he, he conserves his energy in the first few rounds but also by doing so he he puts himself too far back on the scorecard so like if he doesn't win by stoppage he's gonna lose on the 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 scorecards even if if the fight was extended another two rounds he may get the stoppage but you know that that's gonna be his struggle with uh israel adesanya you know this weekend if he sits back and loses too many rounds trying to conserve energy or tire out his opponent but doesn't get a stoppage he may not get the nod in the decision which you know, it's it's definitely a hard uh, a hard sport sport. Let's try that again. It's definitely a hard sport to judge and to ref, and uh, it's most certainly hard to predict. But if you can watch Yoel Romero fighting Paulo Costa, absolutely insane fight. Yoel does some crazy crap, eats some crazy shots, doesn't use his wrestling. And we love him for it. So thank you for putting on that fight. And I'm so excited to see what happens this weekend. So the last thing that I want to talk about today is my introduction to the martial arts. Uh, the, 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 the sport that really got me into MMA is jiu-jitsu. And my first time rolling with somebody that knew jiu-jitsu was something I will never forget. I was at a graduation party for a good friend of mine, and somebody there, who is also a friend, uh, I found out knew jiu-jitsu. He's a blue belt. So we all start wrestling around. You know, I, I knew a little bit of stuff, you know, from, like, what Joe Rogan would describe on his podcast. Like, you know, I knew half guard, full guard, stuff like that. I thought I was, I thought I was hot stuff going in there, right? And... The guy I'm up against, the blue belt, lays on his back. And already that was concerning. Because why are you doing that? Well, turns out, he's very dangerous from his back. Um, as I got closer to him, I'm like, oh man, I'm heavy. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna jump on his chest and hold him down. He's not gonna be able to do anything to me. Well, before I, I, I get to that point, that point, I stuttered. Uh, he grabs my front leg and then he crosses his feet and wraps them around my other leg in what's called X-Guard. And he proceeded to tear my genitals apart and just hold me there. And I was in a full split. And I'm not made to do full splits. And as much as I wanted to cry out in pain and embarrassment I was so impressed with him I said teach me how to do this so uh yeah he, he let me go I, I got a couple packages of ice put them on my delicates it didn't actually I didn't actually need ice but uh did massage but uh yeah he, 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 he showed me how to do the X guard and uh he showed me how to do an Ezekiel choke as well. Um, so those were two things I was going, you know, I practiced them. 
Like, you know, I'm like, hey, mom, can you come over for a little bit? Yeah! You know, put her in the X guard, threw her to the ground. You know, Ezekiel, my dog. I really miss him. And, uh, yeah, I was just, uh, from, from that moment when he did that to me, when he, he humiliated me in front of a crowd, the crowd that was at the party, I, I've been hooked ever since. And, uh, I'm, I'm so happy I had that horrible experience because I don't know what the heck I would be doing if I, if I didn't do jujitsu, if I didn't do Muay Thai, if I didn't spend all of my time, uh, talking to a microphone, you know, about, about this stuff. I don't even know what I would be doing. So thank you very much for that. You, you quite literally changed my life with that amount of pain that you put me in. And, uh, yeah, that's the podcast fight fat podcast. Number two. Thank you once again for checking me out. I hope I can, uh, I hope I see you, see you again soon.